Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We're doing a special Thursday episode uh, because a little bit of news dropped courtesy of Andrew Zarian yeah. about the potentially maybe a change in the creative direction of WWE, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, We've got we'll a see. couple other we'll couple other news stories to talk about today, including uh, thoughts about uh, the latest on Sasha's WWE status, uh, Big E and his thoughts on his wrestling future, and some new names for some NXT talents, and we're going to be answering some of your questions uh, but first, let's dive right yeah, into it. Let's do it. So, Larson, since July 22nd of 2008, the WWE has presented itself as a family-friendly TV show with a TV PG rating to match. Many fans look back at the salacious storylines of the Attitude Era and even the Ruthless Aggression Era mm -hmm. as the halcyon days of professional wrestling, where every episode of Monday Night Raw was must-watch. But... Could we see a return to that era? Andrew Zarian reported today via Twitter that starting July 18th, this coming Monday, WWE Raw will have a TV 14 rating moving forward on the USA Network. 
Sorry, on USA Network. You're not supposed to call it the USA Network. No, it's just no. on USA Network. Yeah. Uh, the PG era is over. No word yet whether SmackDown, which is of course on the Fox Network, will get a new rating going forward. But we will. But uh, but will we see significant changes in the stories presented on Raw? Is the question. Will the shift alienate potential sponsors if there is a drastic change in the creative approach to further take advantage of what you can do under the TV 14 yeah. banner? Yeah. So my understanding is TV 14 is, hey, this is this is a, a television production that might be uh, unacceptable for viewers under the age of 14. Mm-hmm, so right. um, if you're expecting uh, a, a bunch of blood, just every other word a curse word come out of a wrestler's mouth i don't think that's going to happen because i think that's probably more tvma well um, it is it is interesting to note that currently dynamite is under a tv 14 yeah um oh, and, okay and, well i guess maybe then and they they have not had i mean that i feel like they do sort of push you know the limits in terms yeah. of violence and language what you can do on tv 14 certainly they don't it's 2022. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get uh, attitude era levels of salaciousness when it comes to sexual content. That's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. As much as Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti might want to push those boundaries, um, I don't know if uh, advertisers would be particularly enthralled with that. Yeah. However, yeah. Um, we did see Dynamite. Uh, you know, uh, they do. I mean, God, I, it, I I know there's probably been weeks where blood didn't happen, uh, yeah. but. You know, even literally uh, yesterday's episode of Dynamite, uh, John Moxley and uh, and uh, uh, Takeshita, yeah, had a match, yeah, and he got busted open. Yeah, Um, Blood and Guts was literally the week before that. So, so let me back up a little bit. I don't think we're going to be seeing blood on WWE programming. I think that's something Vince feels like would alienate both viewers and sponsors. I'd be pretty surprised we go back to ruthless aggression era amounts of bloodletting in in a WWE ring. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, as far as the more salacious stuff, don't know. Mm-hmm. As far as is is language, I think if if we're gonna see any significant change, it might be in that area. They'll let wrestlers mm-hmm. say shit more often on Raw. Um, yeah, you know. So cor- let's let's do a little context here. So I le- this is Wikipedia here. So grain of salt. Uh, Apparently, WWE considers the PG era to have ended in like 2013 or 2014, and then they have some other made-up names for various eras where well, nothing's is, really changed. This is where the the delineation between TV production, what you can get away with, yes. versus what they believe they're creative, yes. and it just happens to have the same name as the TV rating. Yes, the PG era when it began as a TV PG rating. Yes, and but in, internally, I think creatively speaking. I think they tried to focus. They tried to steer their programming specifically towards families during that time. But then they, I think they, I, I don't think they really, it was from two, 2008 to 2013. Is that what you said? Yeah, t- uh, 2013, 2014, somewhere. In that okay. Area. And, uh, and then, you know, that things, the, I think they tried to get a little bit more. They, they tried to steer away from that. You said, I think it, it was like two years or a year of the reality era. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it was the new era, which again, according to this year, is from 2016 to the present. I think it was like the the raw draft or something like that. Or yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the brand, brand split, split in 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, it's it remains to be seen, especially with no word yet on whether SmackDown is going to get a new TV rating. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any massive wholesale changes. It remains to be seen. Maybe it's just a, a situation where WB went to to USA Network. 
and and said, you know, we're thinking about doing this. Can we uh, change the TV rating just to give us some more latitude in terms of the stories we could tell and how our characters interact and what comes of it? I don't, we don't know, but is this cool? And they were like, yeah, prob- that's fine, whatever. As long as no sponsors get upset about stuff, everything's fine. I was thinking. Well, there, there's, there's, there's several kind of big questions here in terms of when this decision was mm-hmm. ultimately made, given that Vince McMahon is not... I mean, I know he's he's the head of creative still, yeah. Um, but you would think that a move like this would go above his <laughs> the head Current, of creative's yes. pay grade. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Stephanie right now is the interim CEO. She is, by all accounts, calling the shots along with Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. We had heard ages ago that NXT was being considered for a TV fourteen rating. So yes. it's I'm kind of wondering if that's going to land there as well hopefully because that was one of my predictions for the new year Mm. um yeah so um, if if raw goes pg-14 maybe nxt will go uh uh tvma well i need it to be 14 for my prediction all right i said Um, pg-14 tv yeah tv for pg-14 um so uh so there's that question also you have to wonder if aew getting a get a getting away with they do with what they do under that same under the TV 14 rating mm-hmm. did that influence this at all did they look at this and say hey Brock Lesnar can't show up and say shit like he, he Lashley sometimes do but I think that there might be a delineation between the first hour and the third hour maybe that's a situation the, yeah it could be the the use in context of the word shit too that's also possible um you know, it's it's well, we can't do this. We look silly because we're not allowed to say these s- simple things. Um, I think you're absolutely right when it comes to the blood. I, I think that Vince McMahon put I, I think that he would understand that he would look like an absolute hypocrite at this point. And who knows if he cares about that? But that did seem to be once Jericho and uh, Shawn Michaels because it was their match that mm-hmm. made him say, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> um, and then they shifted into the PGR and not long after that. Um, it, I, I, I kind of believe that he thinks a properly run, you know, wrestling company where you can have kids there, you're not supposed to have blood. I, that mm-hmm. seems to be his philosophy, whether or not that's changed, who knows? Yeah, and there's been several times on these conference calls with, with uh, the earnings calls, I, I should say, where he's made a point of, of talking, you know, there was that whole statement about gory self mutilation. You know, yeah. they've gone out of their way several times. Well, Blood and guts that was named after a Vince McMahon quote. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, he has gone out of out of his way. There's not, there's nothing to say they wouldn't say. Well, after further research, we've decided to, you know, uh, pivot to a more adult friendly or adult oriented programming, and along with that comes gory self-mutilation mm-hmm. i think that's a possibility but yeah i think those are some some fairly interesting questions um will this change anything creatively speaking with how they tell their stories uh probably not but it might give them it might open up you know the thing is they have a massive staff of writers mm-hmm. and it's possible now with certain restrictions maybe being lifted for all we know this will come with it some lifted restrictions mm-hmm. that maybe the writers can then take advantage of and it goes up the pipeline and and maybe we will see you know a change in direction that is a bit more uh adult oriented or mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, edgy. I, I hate using that word. I was about to I say know. edgy, but yeah, I was about to. You know, say with that. Edge coming back and and going down you know? memory lane of uh, ruthless aggression era stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe, gonna... maybe Edge is 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 who will uh, be the pivot. The, yeah, he'll say, you know, what the, what WWE now needs now is ruthless aggression. Ruthless. And he'll Gosh. be the one saying it. And then he's going to start yeah. with Judgment Day, and he's going to make them all bleed a lot. He's going to bust oh, open yeah. Finn. He's going to bust open Damian Priest. There's going to be bleeding mm-hmm. tons. And that's every good. other word out of his mouth is is shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Finn good. Balor, yeah. you ain't shit. Damian you Priest, shit. you ain't shit. Yeah. I'm I guess the real question shit. here. The real ah, question, I just stepped in shit. The real question here is, you know, when Cody signed, he said he's the most complicated contract in wrestling history. It's part of that contract to move to, to bring WD Back to the TV PG oh, uh, yeah. era, or away Absolutely, from the, w, yeah. the TV PG era. I can't get my TV ratings right right now. Well, you know, obviously, he probably went in there with Vince and said, "Look, you're looking at the creative mastermind of AEW. Watch, they're going to fall into the ocean. Uh, they're going to sink into the ground when I'm gone." Sure enough, that's happened. So he shows up and he's like, "Vince, the key is TV 14." Oh yeah, juice is flowing. You know, and, and Cody said that for one reason, one reason alone, so he could bleed mm-hmm. on television. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, I wonder if maybe USA Network saw the tennis balls in uh, Maximum Male Models uh, yeah. shorts and were and, like, and this swaths, isn't PG yeah. anymore. Yeah, man's shorts, <laughs> yes. yes. This isn't PG anymore. <laughs> you're showing, uh, yeah, man, you're showing some, some. you know, what is that? Is yeah. he just happy to be a Maximum Male Model or does yeah. he have some tennis balls in his yeah. shorts? <laughs> oh, that was that was too good. So I've got this article up here from uh, Sports Kita. Hmm. Five non-PG moments during WWE's PG era, oh. and they're including some pretty recent stuff. This was probably within the last year. Oh, February of 2022. All right, what are these moments? All right, so uh, number five, Chris Jericho and CM Punk and their substance abuse yeah, I feud. That. I that. Not very PG. If you have to explain to your kids what the, the demons are they're referring to. Mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, let's see here. Number four. This four. wasn't on uh, proper TV, but uh, this was would have been on the network. Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton, where Brock Lesnar opened up Randy Orton's yeah, head like it was the... a can of peaches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were there live for that one. That was pretty disturbing. Uh, more substance abuse talk. WWE let Samoa Joe deliver mm. personal insults towards Jeff Hardy, and mm-hmm. he showed up in a bar. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see here. Number two, this one honestly should be number one. Seth Rollins removes Rey Mysterio's eyeball. Yeah. Again, not on proper TV. You know, at the same time, though, that the implication of what that was, I guess, I think was far worse than what how it was actually presented, you know? So that was like 1980s PG yeah. because like I could see something like that happening the way that it was presented like PG in the 1980s. Totally. I think maybe these days like that warrant a PG-13, I think. Was there even any blood coming from his eye or just the no, fake thing no. popping up there, popping out there a little bit? It literally looked like a ping pong ball Yeah, <laughs> with an eye on and he was holding it like this. I know. But hey, hats off to them because that was pretty gnarly. Um, and then the uh, the number one moment is kind of a, a gnarly one. Randy Orton kisses Stephanie McMahon. I guess Triple H was handcuffed to a turnbuckle, and Stephanie was laid out, and and Randy Orton gives her a big old smooch. <laughs> That's their number one moment. Hmm. It was pretty nasty. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like the eye exclu- – uh, what do they call it? Exclusion? Was that what it was? Illusion? Oh, what was it? I don't know. I don't remember the term. What is far, occlusion? occlusion? Maybe, maybe it is that – yeah. How about this? Let's 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 ask ourselves this question. Now that the PG era is over in WWE, so what's your favorite moment from 2008 to uh, today in WWE history? Favorite moment during the PG era, as we oh, will man. loosely define it here. Uh, I mean, does it have to be a salacious moment? No, or it could be any my... moment. Okay, anything, anything right. that maybe a moment that you felt like, okay, this is what the PG era could be when done right. Oh, yeah. You know, honestly, man, I'll I'll say this. Whenever you can make contract negotiations compelling, CM Punk, the pipe bomb, the John Cena stuff, even the Triple H stuff, the contract signing, it's it's CM Punk. He didn't need to curse. He didn't. He was just like, hey, my contract's coming up. I'm out of here. And they made it compelling. Uh, you know, if, if you can, if you can, if you can merge, and too often they get it wrong, Vince Russo. If you can merge the real and and the stories and the fiction, mm-hmm. um, then you know, I think you, you couldn't have some. You can have some compelling stuff there. Definitely. What Definitely. about you? No, I was going to say for me, it's it's. I think that's the punk stuff in 2011 is probably some of the strongest stuff they have done in the last 14 years. Um, you know, the one misstep in that whole thing was not letting him go and defend the WWE title and other promotions. If they had done that, wow. Yeah. yeah. That would have been insanely awesome. But yeah. between the pipe bomb, that that uh, contract signing between him and Cena, they'd have like, this 20-minute segment that never got boring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, yeah, okay, yeah. here's you, you meld the real and mm-hmm. this fictional world they, they've created. Um, mm-hmm. You got two great talkers who mm-hmm. can build suspense and tension. And, and, and intrigue 
without cussing at all, you know? Yeah, right. And yeah. urgency without mm-hmm. any of that because they're just so darn good on the mic. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like a, a, a perfect synthesis of what they probably wanted this whole era to be. Yeah, yeah. But maybe at the same time, they, they think, well, that's a little too – too much inside baseball for a broader audience. I don't know. Um, two moments also that stand out to me that is just it's it's exactly what the PG era could have been, should have been, was Daniel Bryan's ascent to yeah. WrestleMania 30 when the yeah. whole everybody he they brought everybody in the ring to stage the sit-in. Mm-hmm. But then also his Captain Planet persona. Oh god, that was so good. Was amazing. Was it was so great. Good. Bad guy envir- environmentalist. He changed the title to to have it be, you know, to wood. be organic or yeah, oh, it wood. Was so good. Um, that was, uh, or sustainable. <laughs> that was, uh, that was amazing stuff. And it, it was all under the PG, uh, uh, you know, rating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there, there, there's, there's been plenty, uh, that would fit perfectly well under the PG rating, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm curious that, uh, you know, for them to, to go off into some new directions that are maybe a little, I don't like it again. I hate saying using that word edge, but I don't know, maybe a little more, a little less insulting of the intelligence. Yeah, I would hope so too. I know a lot of people view the Attitude Era as like you know a golden era of wrestling, and there was a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of really bad stuff too. It, the the thing about the the thing about the the Attitude Era that I honestly think people mis- they mistake good storytelling for just the sense of urgency Mm -hmm. because if anything defined the attitude era it was the sense of urgency Mm -hmm. that's what made it must watch holy crap you see what happened last week i need to know what happens at the beginning of this week what is stone cold gonna do this week Mm -hmm. who's he gonna mess with there was a lot of crappy stories that were being told there was a lot of stuff that was just offensive to be offensive Mm -hmm. um however that being said, those shows moved. They did. They had a sense of urgency. urgency. And there, there was some good stories. There, there, there was, was some good. Stuff. Yeah, there was yeah. some good stuff. There was a lot of bad yeah. stuff, too, but some good stuff. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's move on to a follow-up from something we talked about uh, during our Dynamite and NXT recap last night. So following the announcement, the Sasha Banks was making her presumably first post-WB appearance at this year's C2E2, uh, Fifle Select reported, that wrestling promoters who had reached out to Sasha's reps were told that she wouldn't be taking any wrestling-related bookings till next year, 2023. Mm. Um, shortly after their initial report, Fightful had an update stating that one promoter that they spoke to told them that, quote, they can't imagine her not being released at this point. Uh, talent Fightful spoke to uh, also shared uh, a similar sentiment, though, of course, WWE has yet to officially announce anything. Yeah, I mean, everything lines up with her having been released. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of silly that we don't officially know at this point. Yeah, I know. Like, come on, WWE. What, what is the deal? You, t- you tell us when Jonathan Good, John Moxley. Just isn't going to resign. I know. Not to not to resign. Uh, you have no problems when you guys uh, cold-heartedly release a bunch of people burn- during a pandemic. Sasha's one of your bigger stars. You can't let us know. If, we, if we're planning on seeing her on WWE television, you've disappointed millions of peoples with your silence. Peoples. <laughs> with your silence. WWE, come yeah. on. Come, come on. on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get it yeah. together. I mean, I don't know if it's... You know, here's the thing. is like, I don't know if they negotiated something where essentially it's like, hey, we're not going to... No party is going to talk about it. Neither party is going to talk about it for X number of days or something like that. I don't know. Right. You know, but we had heard back when reports started surfacing that her, Sasha, and Naomi 
walked out on Raw mm-hmm. that both of their contracts were coming up soon. So if there's, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think July was one of the months stated. I don't know how accurate that would be. But if their contracts are coming up soon, like I don't know what leverage WWE would have in terms of them uh, saying to them, hey, you can't talk about this till, you know, fall or something like that. I don't know. You would have to think that with Sasha, um, you know, this is a, what is it? This is like an autograph signing thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, everybody is going to be asking her this question. I would think that she would probably endeavor to make it, make it public sooner than sooner than this, sooner than August 6th and 7th. So. so she's not just being asked that question over and over and over and over. Or again. she's just going to have, I mean, or, you know, the, one of the stipulations for signing up for an autograph signing is, hey, she's not going to answer any question about that. And you're going to want to avoid an awkward moment with somebody who you've been told is not going to answer this question. Mm-hmm. So just don't. Yeah. Um, people people don't know how to control themselves, though. No, no. If you, I mean, <laughs> in fact, if you put that stipulation on this event, there's, it's probably going to uh, motivate somebody. They're going to want to do it even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody, multiple people probably. Yeah. And then you get a Seth Rollins at a comic book convention, you know. He's <laughs> like, hey, so why is it backstage? You guys don't. Are you there? Never seen you there. Shut up. I mean, that seemed like a, a, a an earnest enough question. The, the, that person didn't seem like they were trying to rock the boat at all. You know, I feel, I do feel though that Seth had probably gotten so much of that kind of shit. Oh yeah, already that that was, you know, and he's he probably was polite the first thousand times. It probably just gets to a point where it's like, bro, stop reading so many. You know, like, come on, show some better sense than to ask that kind of stuff or ask it in a more. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, but at the same let, time, like I guess, not that I'm necessarily defending the person who asked the question, but Seth may have faced that question hundreds of times at these events, and he gets tired of of, of answering those questions. Well, the person asking the question at that particular event, do they know that hundreds of other people have asked that question of him? No. No, I'm not saying they should, but I'm just saying, you know, Seth is being asked this question. He's tired of it. And that's just what happens. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying, I understand from a human point of view. Yeah. It probably ain't easy to be a WWE superstar, no. especially somebody at Seth's level. Um, you know, these, these guys and gals, they do give their bodies uh, over and over again. And uh, unfortunately a fan asking a question, albeit in a respectful way about the, the what's going on backstage you know, can maybe come off as a bit presumptuous after so many times. <clears throat> I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. I'm saying it is what it is. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
let's talk about Big E uh, and his future uh, wrestling endeavors. He spoke with TMZ Sports recently. He spoke about his wrestling future after breaking his neck in March. Said he's adopted a wait and see approach and that he will, quote, reevaluate his progress after the one year anniversary of the injury. He was asked if he'd be content if he never wrestled again, to which he responded, Yeah, I think so. Honestly, my philosophy as a human being is learning to be content with whatever life brings you. I'm so grateful to not be in a wheelchair, but if I was, I would have to adjust to life in a wheelchair. That's just how I am programmed. If I spend hours or days or weeks kind of mourning where I'm at in life and not being what I wanted to be, that doesn't serve me, which is a wonderful philosophy. It really is. Um, and I know in certain situations, probably easier uh, said than done, but it, it seems like it's really helped him uh, cope with this. And, yeah. and that's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is awesome to see in here. And, and you know, we, we say this every time there's a, an update. Uh, on uh, Biggie's recuperation and, and 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 whatnot, and we just want the absolute best for him because he seems like mm-hmm. such a, a, a incredible human being. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's an immensely talented individual. Just want the absolute best for him. Yeah. All right, man. We've been waiting for this for <laughs> what seems like forever. Uh, Joe Gacy on NXT promised to reveal the identities of the Dyad next week. And we're all just assuming it's going to end up being Zach Gibson and James Drake. If PW Insider is to be believed, however, they'll be getting new names. Not surprising. The site is reporting that the grizzled, the formerly known as the grizzled young veterans, are now going to be known as Jagger Reed, James Drake, and Zach Gibson is now going to be referred to as Rip Fowler. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst possible name and 1 being barely passable because good's not on this scale. There is no good on this scale. You know, here's Marcy, the thing. Marcy, you going to try to add some good to this scale? So here's the thing. Like in a, di- in a completely different context, maybe uh, uh, with different performers using these names, like Jagger Reed, it ain't terrible. Yeah, okay. I'm not huge on Rip Fowler, but I'm definitely not huge on Rip Fowler being Zach Gibson's name when he's like some mysterious figure. There's oh, I kind of yeah, I kind of like Rip Fowler as a name <laughs> more um, than Jagger Reed. Um, neither of these names are really fitting what their characters are now, right. and I think that's really the issue. Um, yeah, you know they're they're these mysterious figures who wrestle yeah. draped in velvet. It looks like yeah, right. Um. And, you know, assuming they unmask next week, and it is it is Grizzly Young Veterans, and, and Joe Gacy says, this is Jagger Reed, and here's Rip Fowler, I'm going to yeah. think, why am I supposed to be scared of these guys? Why is it that they chose the most British names possible when they are these sort of monk wrestlers or these supernatural wrestlers? You know, you would think it'd be more sort of like, um, here is... Archangel, yeah, something and like that. Here is, uh, the you know, heck, Axiom is a better name for for one of them, right? Like, why isn't it something more supernatural? Yeah, exactly. This this, this is just you know Jagger, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Not sure a Reed. Maybe Reed is a soccer reference. I don't know. Football reference. I don't know. Rip Fowler. 
Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting. I, that just sounds like the most British wrestler name, though. Rip Fowler from like the a 1960s. British, yeah, I was going to say a, a British wrestler from the 60s or 70s. Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, what is rip? Rip? I, there's a rip in. Let's see. Hold on a second. There's rip, rip torn. English. <laughs> well, is there? Uh, is there a rip? Yeah, no, that's not helping me at all. At all. Um, yeah, these these are names. So this would be this would work totally, and it would be hilarious if this was an identity theft angle. Yes, this would be great because it goes with what they were doing before, you know, and it's like, OK, you don't want to be the grizzled young veterans. Why aren't you like the grifters, you know, which still has the GR sound. And it's like, oh, we had to go on the run. My name's Rip Fowler and he's Jagger Reed, soon to be NXT's number one. See, identity that's great stuff. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That's it good makes stuff. sense. It's not it actually be that, makes sense. It's not going to be that, though. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not so, be uh, and it's going to be a bummer. I don't know if they, I mean, are they going to be able to help? Not, I mean, they are, they're going to give it their all, but it's just, we when I look at their faces, I'm going to be like, I'm just waiting for them to, you know, in, in British parlance, take the piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Got, I know. I've got Joe Gacy's wallet. <laughs> I know his billfold. I mean, I didn't like it when they changed Walter's name. I understand why they do it from a business perspective, but yeah, at least right. there was some explanation. And I and I guess Joe Gacy could say, well, since they've joined me, uh, you know, this is a rebirth for them, so to say. So I've given them new names. But if that's the case, why give them such crap names? Yeah, well, names that just don't fit what Joe That's Gacy's what I mean. manifesto I mean, yes. would be. Yeah. It's like, I allowed them to choose the most British wrestling names possible. Yeah. Or, you know, shout out, I guess, to to the the, the old British invasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mick Jagger I mean, there. maybe James Drake's just a huge Rolling Stones fan. Who do you like? I like Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Zach Gibson, uh, half his moves were named after Beatles songs. I know, yeah. yeah. So how come he's not uh, uh, Mr. George, Mustard, George Lennon, I'm or something like that? Mean you know? Mr. Mustard, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here he is, Mr. Mustard. <laughs> I would, I'd be all in on it. Yeah, if he mean, was Mean Mr. Mustard, I'd probably pop for that. I sleep in the dark. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, uh, there's your news for the day. Let's go ahead. I put up a couple of questions. Threads. Threads. One is on one. I did. I put one up on the Friendo Club. If you want to go to either the Twitter. I got Twitter up right now. So I'm all right. I'll I'll go to the Friendo Club. I got one from B-Man here. Will the women's tag championships ever make a return? If so, how would you two book them? Was it Fightful Select had a thing that said that no one's heard anything about it? Yeah, which I thought was kind of surprising because I felt like on Raw this week they sort of signaled that they might have been doing it with two with a, a women's tag match with you know a, t- a tag team that's sort of been around for a couple months now, Nikki yeah. Ash and Dewdrop, mm-hmm. and then Oscar and Alexa Bliss is like, oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna do this now. They're gonna you know, but the, no, apparently not. Yeah, or yeah. maybe they are, and that's the first. But I don't know. Uh, Tristan A with Keith and Swerve winning the tag belts. How do you see AEW getting to FTR versus Young Bucks three with all the belts on the line? So they could do it, and we can you can you can give us a scenario 
it's entirely possible they're not going to do that. Yeah. It's very possible they're just not going to do because maybe they're not going to want, maybe Tony Khan doesn't want the AEW titles wrapped up in all that as well. Um, so it's possible they don't, but you know, th- I'm sure there's there's a couple situations you could you can give us here. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it could be a situation where the Young Bucks uh, uh, come out on TV or do a promo backstage saying, well, we didn't get pinned and losing our titles, we want a rematch. You know, there's there's it's an overbooked bout where Hobbs and and Starks cost Swerve and Lee the tag titles, and it leads to them breaking up. Young Bucks get the belts back, and then at all out, we have Young Bucks versus FTR. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, AW tag team rankings. Let's take a look at the rankings real oh, quick. FTR here. still number one. They've been number uh, one for like three. Well, months. what I want to see is like who else is sort of there to let's see okay rankings that they, in the meantime while ftr is doing ring of honor stuff is there anybody that they could be so like yeah right now it's ftr number one and team taz number two mm-hmm. um and then uh well now lee and strickland are number one or are are the are the champions yeah, yeah, reynolds yeah. and silver are number four and private parties number five all right so there's a couple of teams if they want to sort of get uh, uh swerve in their glory if they want to get them some wins first and build them up a bit, yeah, 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 and they stay continue, they they win, but sort of in spite of themselves. You know, if they um, if they do the because uh, Swerve mentioned Shaq and Kobe, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. if they win the titles. That's the first ring, two mm-hmm. successful title defenses. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's yeah. like Shaq and Kobe's three peat, and mm-hmm. then go their separate ways. And then Keith Lee goes to uh, where did he go after L.A.? Uh, did he go Shaq to went to Miami. Yeah. Yeah, he went to the Heat after. And that, won a title so. there with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, whatever. He'll go to. He'll go to Team Taz. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Conrad asks, "What's the furthest you think the WWE will go now? And on a scale from one to ten, how close to the Attitude Era will it be?" Three. I. Yeah, I, I think that like maybe you'll see, maybe they'll be cool with blood. Maybe. I'm uh, really pessimistic about that. I just. Think I honestly just think you'll hear the word asshole, and you'll you'll hear the word shit a lot from more. the yeah. You know, six o'clock to eight o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what's gonna happen. Uh, White Brownie asks if Clash at the cha- at Castle, I was a Clash of Champions, proves to be successful. Could you see WB wanting to do more premium live events in other countries outside of the U.S. and United Kingdom? Uh, yeah. I mean, between the shows they did in Australia and the Saudi shows, um, it seems you know for a, a period. It's, they were concerned about time zones and, and having their pay-per-views on at unusual hours, hours that we as American fans aren't used to. It doesn't mm. really seem to be that huge of a concern these days. Yeah, um, yeah. So as, assuming Clash at the Castle does well, and I would expect it to do very well, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have more shows in Europe. You know, Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a, a pay-per-view in Mexico. Antarctica. That would be something else. Fight in the freeze. Yeah. For is there an FR word that means fight? Fray. Fracas. Fray. Fracas in the freeze. Fray. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, know. Betty Frame wants to know, do you think this is real or is it like a PR stunt? You think they're actually gonna change anything? I don't think they're gonna it's change a, a lot. I don't shit. think we're gonna see a C change. I don't think it's gonna be a massive shift, but I could be wrong. We, we, you know, all we have is, is Andrew Zarian's report. Uh, it's, it's very 
to the point. We don't have any mm-hmm. details of, in terms of what the shift could mean until mm-hmm. we hear something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? This is a this is a great question here. Edmund Woodthrip Brown, which by the way is a great name, mm-hmm. says if given the choice, would you rather have terrible music with a great entrance or great music with a terrible entrance? So I think I think Orange Cassidy has kind of proved that you can just sort of walk down there and do the you bare do minimum. Whatever. Whatever. And have just like really cool music. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'd rather, I'd have, rather awesome have really music. cool Because if, if you have a bad or, or forgettable theme song, you can have all the pyrotechnics and, and cool lighting. What gets people really jazzed for a wrestling entrance is a cool song. You know what? We have evidence of it. We have evidence. I love the Acclaims theme song. Now, watch the gun club walk down to the Acclaims theme song with the Acclaimed. See how cool it is. Now watch them walk down with their spa music. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the same. Mm-mm. It's not Mm-mm. the same. Yeah. Uh, Bex asks, do either of you think that Clash will have more NXT UK talent sprinkled in, even as cameos, or will this just be the same premium live event but just another country? I really hope. I really hope. Uh they give NXT UK one, at least one match on that card. Um, Have a title defense. I, I would love that too. I think it'd be amazing. I am pessimistic that that's gonna that's gonna be the case. Um, when the WWE went there uh, recently, um, when was it? Was it this year? It had to have been this year. Yeah, they, they so. did a UK that, tour. Was that when uh, Walter? Wrestled Sami Zayn. Was the Walter versus Sami Zayn? Maybe that was the thing. Um, there, I don't know if there was many. Like they did that, but otherwise, it's not like did NXT it, UK. Did Ilya defend his title on that tour? Oh, did he? Hold on, I'll, I'll look. Ilya Dragunov. Uh, let me take a look here. Here, take a look. I'll ask another question. Uh, Jake yeah. Housen, will we ever see blood on WBTV uh, with the ratings change? Uh, no, I don't think we will. Don't think we will. I would. I, I. I doubt that we will. I doubt we will. But also, nothing sort of shocks me these days. And all it would take one statement of you know, oh well, we're keeping up with contemporary times or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Dispirited, do you think with Tony owning Ring of Honor, he can get up to uh, be on par with AEW? Do you think it will turn to essentially NXT similar to a developmental promotion? And who do you see on the AEW roster that could benefit from a Ring of Honor run? I mean, it's oh. not going to get ever get to the level of AEW if they can't get on TV. Um, yeah, right. Sh- uh, without a TV deal? Uh, no, it won't get to... AEW level. Um, uh, I, I guess it depends on what the purpose of it is. Is, is it a secondary, a second promotion um, they can use to get some of their up and coming talent on and get them more TV time, more reps? Mm-hmm. Is the point mm-hmm. to build it up to be on the level of AEW? I, I guess it depends on what the goal uh, is, mm-hmm. which I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, so, uh, related to that, so we had, we did have Walter on the show, but Ilya did not defend. Okay. Okay. 
uh, during that particular tour. It was in November of last year. Valter versus Cesaro. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Sheamus and Valter uh, were taking on Cesaro and Drew McIntyre. And that was the extent of the UK integration. And on top of that, that was right before that was right before he landed in NXT. Yeah. That's right before he went to NXT. That's like the next thing he did was go to NXT. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it seems like that was more of like a main roster. Hey, you're you're on the precipice of, of, mm-hmm. of coming up mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the next level. Um, yeah. Next question. Next question. Uh, uh, Meandering <laughs> Orange asks, what's your favorite rivalry that never made it to a pay-per-view? Like a good TV rivalry. Oh, man, oh, man. Boy, that's a on-the-spot question. Um, Never made it to pay-per-view. I don't know. Like the only thing that sort of comes to mind was I liked the stuff they did with, but maybe this made it to pay per view. Ali and Mansoor, that went to pay. Yeah, they had a match it? at one of the. That did, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Uh, that's a bit on the spot. I'd have yeah. to really give that a lot Same. of thought. Same. Uh, I like this one here. Sean Chan says, how long until Riddle lights up a dube on TV? <laughs> I mean, I, I, if, if they can do that on, 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 on T, uh, TV 14 program and... and uh, can you do that on TV 14? Like on... We've seen that plenty on like narrative fictional shows, you know. Yeah. But like on on like a what what's purported to be a live sports broadcast that's, that's kind of a difference that would be a difference uh, Ragnarok like, here asks who's gonna be the who's gonna say the f-word first <laughs> yeah right yeah have their Charles rocket moment <laughs> 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 oh man let's do one last question all right um will Combs what types of ex- obscure death matches would you like to see in aew ring in a pool surrounded by piranha Okay, yeah, that's good. I like it's very Wrestling Society X. Well, I think FMW did something like that. They, oh, they had the they? ring in the pool for sure with the explosions around yeah. it. I don't know about the piranha, but yeah, yeah. the uh, FMW uh, Wrestling Society X amalgam. Yeah, from what I understand, piranha are a lot less aggressive, threat threatening, and aggressive. Yeah, than what's been on in yeah. movies. Yeah, specifically the piranha the series. piranha films. Yes. <laughs> Is if you believe those were documentaries, they're terrifying. Truly, yeah. But I, I don't think they're actually like that. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. If they were. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, depending on when you're watching this, we're either uh, going to do the Smash Zone soon or, over at twitch.tv forward slash We could be doing it, or it could have happened yesterday, and oh, it's gone now. It's Oof. gone. I'm sorry. Anyways, thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.